Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You have reached episode number 292, entitled why WP Codebox should be in your WordPress plugin lineup. It was published on Thursday, the 18th of August, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and just before we get to the podcast, a few bits of housekeeping. Head over to our website, wpbuilds.com. You can find all of the episodes there, and there's a page to subscribe. Believe it or not, it's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. You'll be able to find our YouTube channel and Twitter feed. We are getting more and more into Twitter and learning the nuances of how it works, finally. There's also links to other pages, for example, our deals page, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. And that page is a bit like Black Friday, but every single day of the week, significant amounts off coupon codes for significant price reductions on WordPress products. Speaking of Twitter, as I just did, if you fancy trying something out, we've got a Mastodon install, which is a Twitter clone. It's a free open source piece of software called Mastodon, and we've installed it at wpbuilds.social. If you fancy joining us there, it's fairly low in numbers at the moment, but you never know. You may be able to find an alternative to Twitter there. It's wpbuilds.social. And yes, that is a URL, wpbuilds.social. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP builds. That's go.me forward slash WP builds. And we do thank GoDaddy Pro for their support and for helping keep the WP builds podcast going. Okay, what have we got for you today? Oh my goodness me, what have we got for you today? This episode is going to possibly change your WordPress life. If you've not heard of WP Codebox, well, we've got Ovi on the podcast today and he's talking about it, why he built it, what it does, and it does a lot. You can boil it down to this. It's a plugin which allows you to keep snippets on your WordPress website. Now, it may be that you really aren't into coding, but perhaps there's something in here for everybody. If you're into coding already, then you'll know the importance of snippets. It can reduce the amount of plugins that you use. It can reduce the bloat on a website. But this plugin does a whole lot more. It allows you to use other people's snippets from a library. It allows you to conditionally apply them. So you could have, for example, a piece of CSS which only appears on the homepage and doesn't get loaded and bloat out the rest of the site. And it's basically incredibly powerful. It's one of those plugins where your imagination is the limit. I've started using it and I'm completely in love with it. And Ovi will hopefully explain what it is, how it works, and you never know. You might be able to make use of it in your WordPress workflow. I hope that you enjoy it. I am joined on the podcast today by Ovi from WP Codebox. Hello. 
Hey Nathan, and hello to all the listeners. Yeah, nice it's really here. nice to have you on. Just for just for reference, Ovi and I have been having a right old chat over the last couple of days, getting into all sorts of interesting subjects. I feel like I've made a new friend, Ovi. Yeah, me too. It That's was fun. really, really nice. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to, to talk about Ovi's, what I can only describe as fabulous product. I'm going to encourage you, actually, any listener who is paying attention to this podcast, Listen to this URL. It's wpcodebox.com. So let me say that one more time. wpcodebox.com. Just pause the podcast now. Go and look at that website. Have a good fiddle around because what we're going to get into will require a little bit of explanation. And if you give yourself the heads up, go and explore what it can do and then come back and press play, then you'll probably be in better shape listening to this podcast. So off you go. You go and do that and we'll see you in a few minutes. Right. Hopefully you did that and you're back. So, Ovi, first of all, a little bit of context. Would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Nothing to do with the plugin, more about who you are, where you live, how you came to be involved in WordPress and so on. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm, I am Ovi. I am from Timisoara, Romania. Uh, I've been programming computers, I think, since I was seven. Started with BASIC. And yeah, since then I've had I think all, all the jobs in this industry and a uh, couple years back, I started working on some WordPress, WordPress projects. I fell in love with the project, the community. And yeah, since then I'm a WordPress developer, I think. Is this what you do now completely full-time more or less? Uh, or, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yeah. yes. I'm involved in a few plugins. Yeah. Okay. Well, the the one that we're going to talk about today specifically, and we're really only going to talk about that, is this WP Codebox uh, plugin. As I said, the URL was available to you. I'll put all the URLs if we stray across any in the show notes. First of all, just try to give us the elevator pitch for us. What, what is it? What does it do? Why did you build it? What is it trying to satisfy? Uh, I know that's a tall order given the breadth and scope of what it can do, but roughly, what does it do? Uh, basically, it's a WordPress code snippet manager. Uh, it's used to add uh, code snippets to WordPress in, a, or, in an organized and safe way. So how did I build it? Uh, initially, I wanted to build an IDE for WordPress in React, but uh, after a lot of thought, I saw that people actually love to use code snippets to make small customizations and not so much write a lot of code and uh, yeah that's how i built it it's like an id but for managing code snippets in wordpress install yeah. yeah and yeah after after doing a bit of research i saw that a lot of people have had a very scattered snippet library here and there good snippets so that's how i had the idea to to build a cloud repository so you could save your snippets to the cloud then use it on all your sites so you can build your own library of snippets that you know work and that's helpful yeah perfect that's excellent thank you so for those of us who are using wordpress but we're only interacting with the the ui you know we're using a page builder or something like that it may be that you've never really had to use any snippets you've just built yourself a website and you've relied on the functionality that resides inside of your page builder and so on and so forth and if it was out of the bounds of that you just ignored it or perhaps if you're a bit more curious you went out and you started googling how could i do this particular thing that i want to try and you very very well may have come across some sort 
sort of stack overflow type site where they they list out a few little bits of code and you you copy and paste that typically inside of your functions.php file and and it hopefully doesn't break things and it makes your site do something slightly differently and so is is that the intended audience are you after sort of people who are tinkering with WordPress or is it from tinkerers right up to serious hardcore developers as well so who who's the intended audience uh, I think uh, if you work with WordPress sooner or later you're gonna need to add the code snippet so yeah uh, most of the most WordPress users are gonna need this and I tried to to make a nicer way to do this so, for example, as you mentioned, functions.php, uh, you need to FTP into that, uh, make changes, something might break, as you said. So, yeah, that's why uh, that's why I built it. And the market, I think, yeah, is everyone that's going to need to customize their WordPress site at one point. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all about customization. Right, first of all, a yes. bit of a hat tip to David Wormsley. David Wormsley, um, as Ovi well knows, is the um, is the, the co-host of this podcast. We'll be doing an episode with him next week. Stay stay tuned for that. He put me onto this this plugin of yours, WP Codebox. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Covey, the first time I saw it, I thought, well, how would I even use that? I'm quite happy implementing my little snippets here, there, and everywhere. And then David kind of kept pushing it, and I eventually succumbed, and I looked at it. And it was upon looking at it properly, the light really did switch on. And I thought, oh, okay, I totally get it now. Because in the beginning, I thought, well, I've, I've got happily got a system for storing my little snippets. I use them on my IDE, and I store them there, and that's fine. And then I just suddenly thought, but that's you know, that's liable to break. They're not really organized very well. I can't put them directly into websites. I've got to find them, locate them. Whereas your cloud solution allows you to do all of this inside a WordPress. But most interestingly, I think, is that you've got this cloud component where all of the snippets that you've got, you can organize and save them up to the cloud and pull them down onto the website. So just talk us through how the how the difference that you've got with local code and cloud-based code, because that's a big part of the plugin, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> WP Codebox uh, works locally, mostly like any other snippet manager. You can create code snippets, uh, CSS, PHP, HTML, uh, SCSS, and then you can run at them, execute them. But once you found a snippet that, for example, you think you're going to use on multiple sites, you can upload it to the cloud. So once you do that and you install WP Codebox on a different site, you can just pull that snippet locally and execute it from there on the new site. My vision for WP Codebox going forward <clears throat> is to not only manage your snippets from the plugin, but also have to have a, a web app online where you will be able to manage, organize your snippets that you use. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and I think that I think the piece that I missed, uh, which we'll get into now, was I just thought that it was a repository for snippets, and I didn't realize that there was a whole load of other stuff which came along for the ride with the plugin because not only can it store. HTML, PHP, CSS, and SAS. And, you know, you can download that locally, push it up to the cloud, you can organize it, and so on. 
the bit that I'm finding most interesting is the ability to implement certain bits of code, certain snippets with some kind of conditional logic. And in an era where we're constantly worrying about the bloat of our websites, about having them as lean as possible and using scripts as, as infrequently as possible and only having things load where it needs to load and when it needs to load, that's something which is built directly into the plugin. So do you want to talk us through like the conditional workflow that you've got, the way that you can make sites leaner and faster by only applying things that need to be applied in certain places? <clears throat> yeah, so that was a really requested feature and uh, I implemented it based on user feedback and yeah, uh, it seems users loved it. So using the condition builder, you can set, for example, snippets to only run on certain pages or only if the user has a certain role, for example, uh, make the snippets execute only between two defined dates. So for example, if you want to add a holiday notice, you can just set, set it to run on specified dates yeah and it, it from what i see it gets a lot of views i think i um, really like it yeah i i think this is incredibly powerful and i i think we should explore it a little bit more because there's great power in what you just said so a, a good example i was playing with it the other day and i just wanted on a particular um post type there was a little bit of awkward css that needed to be slightly different just on the singles of this one particular post that we had no business being anywhere else it would have been just another 10 lines of css bloating my styles.css file so i went into the plugin chose CSS as the as the, the language of choice, wrote the CSS, and then went through the conditional workflow, which I've got to say is super simple to use. I basically said, you know, it asks, where do you want this to go? And you get a set of options and you pick. In my case, it was, I want it to be on a, a single of this particular post type, and we're off to the races. And then it's only going to load just there. But the conditions are really deep and broad. So you mentioned there was things like dates, and there's things like user roles, and just Listeners, just dwell on that for a minute. Get your head spinning around what possibilities you could have there with different pieces of PHP, different HTML being output, different CSS being output. Like you said, holiday time, you might want snow falling at Christmas. Of course you do. Um, and you can implement these with all the different conditions. So just just to really hammer this home, Ovi, go through what the conditions are, all, all of them, if you don't mind. Okay, so the conditions are location for example if you want to run a snippet everywhere on the admin or on the front end only uh, the current post so for example if you want to run the snippet only on certain or certain post or page for example only on the woocommerce checkout the current post type so for example if you want to run the snippet on only pages or on only posts the post parent so if the current post has a certain parent only execute the snippet then taxonomies so just for certain taxonomies you can use custom php conditions where you can use the php conditional tags and write your own conditions and combine them using the php logical operation operators we have page url so we can say that if the page url contains a certain string execute the snippet or don't execute the snippet uh, the current logged in user, the current logged in user role, the time, and to run the snippet on certain days of the week. It's just and, so many. It's fabulous. And, 
And what I wanted to mention is that you can also combine these com conditions using logical operators. This is all done through the UI. So you can say condition one and condition two. And once you group these conditions, you can uh, you can combine them using or between them. So yeah. for example, when the page is this and the user is this, do this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really, truly incredible. I mean, my head is literally spinning with all the different kind of things that you could put in there. Does it work? Does it work universally and always? Because one of the one of the great marketing slogans that all WordPress plugins is, you know, it's compatible with with everything. Is that the case here? Are there any kind of little caveats that you've run across where it it, it I don't know it, it hasn't worked as effectively, or does it basically work always, all the time, everywhere? Uh, you mean uh, compatibility with that's different right yeah have you run builders? into any yeah, issues no 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 issues that's perfect no yeah. issues you can t target for example builder frames or builder editors or remove code from there it all works yeah um in terms of where you store them let's just run through that one again you've got you've basically got two options you can save it locally but then you can throw it up to the cloud, which I'm presuming is run on your own hardware, your infrastructure somehow. Yes. Yeah. Wh where are they all stored? Do you have them in a like a, on an Amazon box or a data center somewhere? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, there's a cloud infrastructure that stores stores the snippets. It's backed up twice daily to to offsite locations and yes. Yeah, you you want more details about no, that? No, no, that's fine. I was just curious to know because just the idea that there could be some fairly I don't know um, sensitive code in there or things that people are keen to keep to themselves or what have you. And I know that security is one of the big things. So we're straying two two directions here. First of all, intellectual property and the idea that maybe some of the code um, may belong to you or you know you feel ownership is important. But also, if you're running PHP um, and so on, then I guess I guess security is a concern. And I know that on the homepage of your website, you you mentioned that as one of the key features. So let's just talk about that. We've I think we've done the first piece. We know where it's stored and so on. That's fine. Talk about the the architecture and the security model that you've got because that could be important and it might be a cause of concern for some people. Uh, yes, I agree. So when you when you build a a plugin like this uh, security must be uh, is very important and uh, it is the only thing that keeps me up at night but uh, what makes me sleep better is i like that i chose to build so the plugin wp codebox is built like a single page application so you don't switch pages when you do everything everything happens on a single page using ajax calls so what this allowed me to do is to only have like two entry points into the plugin, into the backend PHP. So th uh, this, this these two places are the only places that the request can, can come in and it's very easy to secure. So even if I make changes in the future, I tied my hands to make sure that I cannot add anything that could compromise the security of the site. And I think it worked very well so far. Yeah, you're happy with the implementation there. Yeah, and because... uh, this this allows me to do some interesting stuff. For example, to not run uh, to not run uh, 
code snippets in any of the WP Codebox requests, for example. And so uh, even if you add a snippet that, uh, that could break your site and our safety system doesn't detect it, it would uh, still allow you to disable it or edit it as long as you don't refresh the page because it's already loaded. Huh. And it gives us, for example, it would be relatively trivial in the future to have WP Codebox as a Chrome extension, for example. Right. Yeah. You mentioned that you were doing some checks um, in order to identify whether things were going to break. What, what? How does that work? What's going on there? Are you trying to figure out if in some cases, you know, watch out, don't click save here. There's a problem. Uh, yes, yes. First, the editor will notify you of any PHP errors that are, yeah, things like syntax error, you missed the semicolon or stuff like that. So you can you can fix that right then. But if you save a bad snippet, it will do its best to detect the error and it will disable only that snippet and it will show you in the UI a report of the error. So you can fix it, enable it and yeah, you're good to go. Okay, yeah, thank you. Now, my IDE um, is full of dozens of folders. You know, I've got labels for everything and over the years things have become unmanageable let's say I've just got dozens of folders with different types of snippets for all sorts of things and and that leads me to the question about taxonomy in terms of how can we organize things are we able to in the in the cloud and on the local website are we able to create folders can we create folders within folders and so on in other words how, how can we structure this so it's not just one giant stream of snippets which is going to be awfully hard to keep a track of uh, yes, you can create folders just like in any IDE to organize your snippets. You can upload or download whole folders to the cloud. Right now, subfolders are not supported, but I do plan to add subfolders and tags. These are on the roadmap. Okay, well, we'll talk about the roadmap a little bit later, but yeah, so folders within folders within folders, if you like, and you can organize it in your own way to your heart's no, content. No, fol folders within folders is not possible. Right? Oh, okay, just, so just a yeah. just a root folder yeah. and then another one next to it and another one next to it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, Okay, exactly. got it. Sorry, I misunderstood that. Um, in terms of In terms of trying to make it easier for people to actually write their snippets, You've been you've been trying to do that as well. So you've got you've got autocomplete in all sorts of different areas. And obviously, if you're very familiar with working with code, it may be that you've just got the muscle memory and you can do this stuff without looking up, and it works fine. But for those people who might need a bit more of a of a helping hand, tell us about your your autocomplete that you've got at the moment, and then we'll get into some interesting stuff about what you're thinking you might do in the future. Uh, yes, so autocomplete was there from the beginning. I I was involved like seven years ago in the development of something like an IDE before, so I know how to work with code. But uh, I've I've been programming for for a lot of time, and autocomplete is still useful for me even now. So it's not just for the beginners. Mm. But yes, uh, WP Codebox will autocomplete PHP functions, uh, WordPress functions. But more interestingly, it would autocomplete uh, WordPress actions and filters. So, for example, if you write add action, it will suggest, it will show you autocomplete list with all the WordPress actions and you can search through them. So, it will autocomplete not just the, the typical things which you might find in, in, a, in an IDE related to PHP, but it will also help you out on the WordPress side of things as well, which is really helpful. 
Yes, yes. And another future feature I discussed with my users, but this is not already implemented, but uh, it was very liked. It's the, I want to implement a function and action and filter reference inside WP Codebox. So for example, if you write an action to be able to see its arguments, details, and maybe even have a link to take you to the codex to see more details. Oh, I see. So reference material. So if a certain thing has been suggested, click on this link and here's how it ought to be implemented. Yes, correctly. yes, yes. Ah, to yeah, show that's you really the, helpful. Yeah, that's to really, show you really the helpful. parameters, return types, a short description inside the editor. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Let's let's move on to the the next piece of this autocomplete puzzle because yesterday when we spoke, you mentioned that you've got what I consider to be a really interesting and grand plan for, well, autocomplete on steroids, really. You're hoping at some point, and caveat emptor, this is not done yet. This is just blue sky thinking. You're hoping at some point to take uh, AI and bring it into this so that you can create code without necessarily knowing how to do it correctly. You're just going to well, you explain because it's fascinating. Uh, yes, so I, it's not just a plan. I actually have an MVP that I played with, mm. that, uh, but it's not something I could share right now. But it's it will allow to write code, WordPress code snippets specifically, based on uh, plain text. So, for, let's say an example I tried. It's is. Uh, write a PHP code snippet that will take the latest 12 random posts from Reddit and save them as posts. And it perfectly generated the code for that. How on earth does that even work? I mean, don't you, you're obviously not going to be able to go into the detail. It's a podcast. But just give us the broad outline of how that kind of stuff even, even is possible. Well, uh, let me see what I can say. Yeah, basically, you you have a, an AI model that you can that you train using WordPress code snippets. The nice thing about this is is that as uh, as people are going to start to use it, it's gonna, it's only going to get better. So it's one of those models where the more people use it, the more it will begin to understand. Okay, that works yes, well. Yes, um, yes, we'll yes. add that, and that worked well. But that didn't. Okay, let's have a. And is that and then going to is that then going to feed back to you? Uh, you know, if things don't work out, you'll be able to I don't know click a button saying no, that didn't function correctly, and you'll get a notification and try to tidy things up for the AI. In the I future. have I haven't got it. I haven't gotten into all the details right now. So my uh, my example that I made working was writing the, writing a comment. So for example, you could write a comment a, a bit like GitHub Copilot. And you can say, write a code snippet that does X, and it will, under the comment, it will generate the code. Yeah, this is but amazing. I think, I think uh, also related to this, if I implement AI, it's going to be really helpful for beginners to explain code. Right. So, for example, if you copy, as you said, a code snippet from Stack Overflow, you paste it, and maybe you need to make a small change or something, and you're not sure how it works and how it does it, you can explain that bit of code, and it will say what happens on every line in plain words. Absolutely. So it makes it easier to... Customize yeah, it. really, really interesting. We, we got into a chat um, 
uh, yesterday about about AI because I think AI it's fair to say it, it's it's scary on the one hand and on the other hand it's brilliant you know there are things about AI which concern me and equally there are things about AI which I'm incredibly impressed by and and this side of things just fascinates me just the idea that there'll be a model to help people write what is what is really difficult for some people to get their head around you know writing PHP can be tricky if you're at the beginning learning is a big cliff face you've got to you've got to really climb a long way up before you start to be effective and so anything like this which can help people along that journey and just give them insights into where things have gone wrong or where they could have improved things is just fascinating but this will this will not only be for PHP. For example, I tried it with generating CSS, telling yep. it stuff like uh, generate uh, the CSS for a button that's red and has a white border, and it does that well. Oh. Also, a nice use case is, for example, you have a snippet written in jQuery. It's it's able to, for example, convert jQuery to vanilla JS. That's... If you want to ditch jQuery, but yeah, I haven't tried it on extremely large pieces of code, but for simple examples, it worked really well. Ah, oh, it's absolutely fascinating. The the other piece about the plugin which I really want to highlight is is the is the library of snippets which already exists because again, if you download WP Codebox and you install it, you've got access to what is, I imagine, a growing library of, and again, I'm going to assume uh, verified uh, snippets that have been checked by somebody to make sure that they, they do what they say they do. But the point is, inside of WP Codebox, along for the ride comes a bunch of snippets which you didn't create for typical things. And just talk us through that. What, where are you going with that? How much have you got? Have you got like a, a contributor team that are helping you build that over time? Uh, yeah, actually, I have an UI for that, but that's not yet made public. And uh, I want to implement a submission system and a rating system for the snippets on the repository so we can increase the quantity and the quality of those snippets. So I don't know, maybe in the future we'll have something like tested by WP Codebox for snippets that I we personally tested ourselves or we and for the others we'll have a rating system that if a snippet does something bad it it was user submitted you can downvote it or report it or something like that yeah and again it's it's organized into um folders for want of a better word yeah, so different yeah. types of snippets for different types of scenarios and again I can just see this being a useful place I mean obviously you can go to Google to find the snippet on Stack Overflow, but it feels like if you've got this repository built in, that seems like a decent first place to go and start for, for typical things. Yes, yes, that's the idea. Yeah, okay. I mean, let, Let's hope that that grows over time. Um, and towards the end of the podcast, I always ask people, what, where, where can you be contacted? So scan forward to the end if you want to find out what Ovi's details are and maybe get involved in that, that project. Um, there's also something which I found quite quite intriguing, um, which was your live CSS updating. Um, just I, I know it's a little thing, it's a simple thing, but it, it's really, really helpful to be able to see what's happening as it happens. Tell us about that and uh, just what does it bring to the table? Uh, yeah, so that allows you to write CSS and see the changes on the site in real time without the page refreshing. So, for example, if you're working on a 
on a page, you can have WP Codebox open, have a CSS snippet, turn on auto reload, and as you write CSS, your page will update with the changes. Uh, an, a nice use case for this that uh, came from the users, I didn't even think about it, was the, is that uh, it actually works in page builders. So for example, if you have, I don't know, Oxygen open or even in Gutenberg, you can write CSS and see, see your elements updating inside the builder. Oh, so inside the UI of Oxygen exactly, or Beaver yeah. Build. Oh, that yeah, is interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is a use case I haven't even think about, thought about, but a few users tried it, and yeah. Uh, because it, it, it's a bit of a, you know, on the face of it, it seems like, well, you know, that's a curious feature. But the amount of time that you'll save, clicking save, waiting for things to publish and go live, and then go and check it in a different tab and so on, this is all happening in basically the same interface at the same time. And if memory serves, when I was playing it the other day, you've built in a, an inspector tool as well, haven't you, into the... Yeah, and uh, just to the last point, you can also use SCSS that's not available in all builders or customizers. So yes. can, this also works for SCSS. Yeah, oh, it, just a, a lovely little feature which enables you to just save basically a boatload of time. Imagine imagine how many seconds you're wasting and they all adds up over the week. And yeah, yeah, lovely, yeah. lovely feature. And the preview, yeah, you were mentioning the preview and the DOM inspector, you also can open a mini web browser inside the WP code box. And uh, uh, when you're working on CSS or SCSS, have a mini browser on the right to have the, the page open. And you there is a DOM inspector with which you can select elements and will it will autocomplete their selectors in the CSS. Yeah. On the left. Yes, I think that's what I was alluding to. That's the bit that I yeah. accidentally sort of stumbled upon last night and thought, oh, <laughs> that's curious. I must mention that. Um, it, people who are listening to this podcast, typically they're building websites for either themselves or other people. I think mostly it's people building websites for other people. And so they're probably going to want to know, okay, this is great, but can I, can I use this? Can I put this on a client website? Is there some sort of permission system so that... I don't know, this, certain clients have got access to, to different snippets or I can lock them out and so on and so forth. So give us give us a bit of an insight into how you're handling uh, people using this on client websites. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> this was a feature that wasn't available when I first launched WP Codebox a year and something ago, but it was very requested, exactly this use case. So I built the API key manager because WP Codebox uses an API key to communicate with the cloud. And right now you can create mul multiple API keys for your customers. So for example, when you install WP Codebox on a client site, you can create an API key, give it a name, a description, client A's API key. And from, from there, you can set the permissions for that API key. So you can set it to full permissions that will allow the client to upload code snippets to the cloud, download, modify them. You can set it to read-only so the, that client site will only be available to download snippets or you can disable the AP, API key at any time and that will completely hide the cloud from, from that site. Uh, this is not yet available on a snippet or folder level. It's just for the whole cloud. Oh, okay. Because that that was going to be my following question. It, it, yeah. yeah. So I was wondering if it would be possible for client A to only be able to see client A's snippets, which might be a, a folder that I've set up inside of 
WP Cloud Box, and but Client B over here has got a totally different set. Is it is it as granular as that, or have I misunderstood? Yeah, no, no, no. You can allow them access to the cloud or allow them read only access to the got cloud it. or none at all. Okay. But I, I do plan to add more granular access at some point. Well, speaking of planning, let's go into let's go into the road map because there's some there's a couple of things which I think are really extremely cool. We'll we'll leave the the, the, the what I think is the most exciting one till the end. But first couple of things that you've mentioned that are on the roadmap um, on the website are you've got a Chrome extension and you've got a cron service. Just run us through why why would we want a Chrome extension? What's what possible uh, my, need have we got for that? Uh, my first vision for the Chrome extension was to to be able to go, for example, to Stack Overflow, see a nice snippet and be able to right click on it and click save to my cloud snippets. So to, to grow your library, but uh, after user feedback and talking to users, I'm really thinking that I might make the whole, uh, the whole WP Codebox UI a Chrome extension at some point. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's got me thinking. Okay, and the cron service, what's, what, what are you planning to do with that? Uh, I was thinking to, uh, to create uh, a service that will allow you to set some snippets to run at certain times. So for example, I don't know, run every day at 12 and then an external service will ping a secret URL on your site and will execute that snippet. Oh. Got it. I see. Oh, that's but fascinating. Yeah. Relating to this, what I'm planning to do sooner is to allow snippets. Right now, you can manually run snippets. So, for example, if you want to run a snippet in the context of WordPress, but not every time the page loads, you have a run button at the top if you set the snippet to run manually and you can run it anytime. But uh, again, based on user feedback, I think I will add uh, the ability to run snippets using a secret URL with a secret token and key in it. And uh, that will allow for easier integration with stuff like Zapier and external services like that. Got it, got it. Okay, so for example, run, yeah, run this snippet when, I don't know, something happens. Like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Wow, the, the world really opens up as soon as you throw Zapier into the mix. It's just like, okay, yes, yes. <laughs> more or less, more or less any yes. condition on the website, uh, sorry, on the internet could be used to, to make, yeah, okay, okay. I'll park that one for a moment and, and mull that when we finished recording. But the one that's got me excited, the one that I think is the most interesting is hopefully coming soon at some point, is the ability to take all of the snippets, take all of the bits and pieces that you've, you've created and create a custom plugin now, on the face of it, I guess some people are going to say, "Well, why would I want to do that if I've got this? If I've got the WP Codebox plugin and I've installed it and everything's working, why is this needed and so cool?" Uh, so yeah, this brings brings some advantages. Uh, it will say, uh, "My plan is to save all the snippets inside the fun separate functionality plugin." as plain PHP files. So this will include conditions, error checking, stuff like that. So for example, when you're done with the site, you can disable or remove WP Codebox and keep all the functionality. But yeah, it will, it will add some performance improvements too. And it will open up some interesting things we can do with snippets like, for example, overwrite WooCommerce templates. That's not possible right now. 
Yeah, yeah. So the the piece there that I think is very cool, firstly, is the, the obvious performance improvement if you're only loading the bits and pieces that you need. But also, I guess it, it goes back to the conversation we were having a minute ago about client websites. If you just if you just export to the plugin the bits and pieces that this particular website needs, then the client need never sort of see WP Codebox. It's just a, an additional plugin um, which is designed for your particular website to achieve certain functionality, and there it is. And you can build it all with all the nice tools that you put into WP Codebox and just export it, and it's it's just there for you and your website. It's nice. Exactly. And this could tie in with the Chrome extension. So for example, when you as the developer visit that site, you might still be able to access WP Codebox if you have it in your Chrome browser. Yeah. But yeah, that's in the future. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we got to come to it. It's always, always talked about on podcast episodes. We usually leave it till the end. At the moment, caveat emptor, everybody. I don't know what Ovi's going to do with pricing, but we're in we're in July 2022, and this episode might take a few, well, several weeks to come out. So the pricing may be different. But at the moment, you've got a a lifetime deal on. I'm always interested as to why people choose choose this model because on the one hand, we've got developers who never touch lifetime; they just want you know the stability of um, recurring revenue and an annual price and so on. Is this a price that you intend to keep going or is this some sort of introductory price because the, the plugin, I don't know, it hasn't got years and years and years under its belt? What are you thinking around pricing? Uh, yeah, I'm not an expert marketer, but uh, I plan to switch to a subscription model at some point. But yeah, until now, having a lifetime offer proved to be the right decision because I, I've got so much feedback from the lifetime deal groups. I've made so many friends and yeah, up until now, it's, it's been a great decision. Going forward, I'll probably switch to, to a subscription model at some point. Okay, well, if you are listening to this and you're lucky then you may still be able to go and grab the pricing. I won't mention what the exact numbers are. All I can say is it's not an expensive plugin. If you manage to get the lifetime deal, I think it's very, very competitively priced. You you mentioned the community and so on, and the fact that you've had lots of feedback. I'm guessing that you're still in that phase of development where you, you want feedback. You want people to contribute thoughts and ideas and help you, because it does sound like you've done a lot based upon the feedback that you've had. Um, is that still the case? Are you very much looking for people to become involved with you and talk to you and communicate what they what they think is missing and what they think the the plugin needs? I mean, does that phase even end? Yeah. Maybe when maybe when that ends, the product is dead too. Of course, <laughs> of of course, because I I don't build as many sites, for example, as my customers do, and I make assumptions based on my thinking but that might not always be the case the best one yeah a lot a lot a lot of assumptions for example that i've made when i built wp codebox changed based on user feedback yeah it's interesting isn't it because you sort of get the feeling that some products because of the because of the fact that they've been around for such a long time they've kind of they've kind of coalesced into well what they are this is now what they've become and really if you ask us to radically alter the feature set it's very unlikely that we're going to do that we might add a little thing here and a little thing there but it does sound like you've added some fairly sizable 
changes like the condition builder for example which you know really revolutionizes what you can do with it based upon user feedback so i think that's more what i was meaning that we're you're still open for really seismic suggestions yeah of course if i get good suggestions i get excited and i will yeah add into the roadmap and take it from there. That is really, really nice. Yeah, it's lovely to yeah. hear. Um, it because is a my, 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 I'm not, as I, as I said, I'm not a marketer, but I think I read The Lean Startup a few times. It's my favorite book about this. And I think user feedback is the greatest, greatest asset you can have. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. nice. Nice to hear. Um, it's a, It really is. I was about to say, it's a really fabulous product. I would strongly recommend that you go and check it out. Um, WP Codebox is at wpcodebox.com. No hyphens or anything like that. Just wpcodebox.com. I'll put links into the show notes. Ovi, if people do wish to reach out to you just because they're curious or they've got suggestions or they've got questions, what's the very best one or two places that they can do that? Uh, well, they can check the WP Codebox site. We have a contact section there. I read all the emails. Uh, the roadmap is open, so everyone can submit ideas, feedback, anything they like. And we also have a Facebook group, WP Codebox Community. I post a lot there of updates and ask users about what they think about certain features. I show previews. And yeah, I think these are the ways, okay. the best ways they can contact me. Well, I have, I have honestly, I've got very, very... Um... I'm I'm pretty certain that this plugin is going to take off with quite a lot of our uh, listeners. I certainly hope so. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and an absolute pleasure playing with the tool over the last few days. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Thanks, Ovi. Uh, yeah, Nathan, thank you so much for the invitation. It was it was awesome. Okay, I hope that you enjoyed that. Very nice to chat with Ovi about his new plugin, WP Codebox. Hopefully you've got a sense of the power of what it can do. And really, your imagination is the limit here. It's like an open box and you can fill it up with whatever you like. But with so many handy features like the cloud sync and the ability to use the library and the live loading of the CSS and various other things, I've started to make great use of this plugin and I'm really, really bullish about it. Very much like it. Check out the show notes for links to get to WP Codebox and also to a David Wormsley video which will show you how the plugin works. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24 7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP Builds. And we really do thank GoDaddy Pro for their ongoing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, as it was an interview this week, that means next week it will be a chat with David Wormsley and I will be talking through our WordPress business bootcamp, wherever we've got up to by now. I hope that you'll join us for that. If not, perhaps we'll see you on Monday for the This Week in WordPress live show. We do that at 2pm UK time over at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. But as I say, we'll be back next Thursday. The only thing that remains for me to do is to fade in some cheesy music and say, stay safe. Bye-bye for now.